In the beginning, the Word was with God. That Word became the foundation of all we have, know, and do. That Word, Christ, became our hope for the future and a better life with Him. Join us at RCCG Warm and Glory Tabernacle as we dig our roots into His Word and grow towards His light. Father, we thank you. Father, open our eyes, open our hearts. Father, Lord, to, so that we might behold wondrous things from your Lord today, from your word. Father, speak to our hearts. Speak, O oh God. Father, Lord, your, your word is like a hammer. Father, let it break into pieces. Father, Lord, it is like a light that shines into the inmost parts. Father, it is like, Lord, it is like a, a, a sword that cuts asunder bone and marrow, Father, that goes deep into our heart. Father, we present ourselves to you. Father, speak to us. Lord, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We will be looking at the markers of spiritual growth, love. It's uh, interesting because throughout, you know, beginning of this year, the word that we received this year was uh, Isaiah 60, verse 1 to 5. Isaiah 60, verse 1 to 5. And we have seen it. It says, Arise, shine, for thy light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. And, you know, that gross darkness covers the earth. And, you know, darkness covers the earth. Darkness the people. You know, but the Bible makes us to understand that God will, as we arise, God will come to our light. Our kings will come to our light and to the brightness of our shining. Um, this year, we have been looking at growth. We have been looking at growth. So I'm growing in, in the fact that growth and growing. And we've looked at the fact that God desires for us to grow. God desires for us to grow. Growth in every area. Growth in, you know, spiritual, financial, physical, influence, growth. And part of the things that we've seen is that it is not enough that we grow, but that we grow right. It is not enough that we grow. That, but that we grow right. And we looked at Matthew 7, 24 to 27. And we said, you know, this, the story of the wise man who built this house on the rock and the foolish man who built the house on sand. But that it is not, both of them, the Bible records that they finished, Right? So they both finished building their houses. And maybe the wise man took longer because he had to build, to build on rock. On a rock, it's more difficult than to build on sand. But they both finished. And the Bible did not record on how long it took for them to finish their houses. But the Bible also did not record on how long before the storm came? It could be one year, two years, 
five years because it was, it had been done. It had been built. So both of them finished. So your house, my house, your house is fine. My house is fine. Maybe the person who built on sand, the house of the person built on sand was finer than the one that built on the rock. But they both finished. But that when the times for trouble came, it was the house that stood upon the rock that stood, that remained in the end. So it is not enough to grow but that we grow right, that we grow effectively. We also looked at what the ingredients are for an effective growth and the growth that God uses. Today we'll be looking at the growth, you know, the, 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 the markers of growth as a proof that we are growing spiritually. So going forward. So today we'll be looking at love. So how does God see love? Because this is, you know, at this point in time where, you know, love is the word of the day or the word of the season. Oh, love, 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 love. But how does God see love? Let's go to the popular love chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. From verse 1. I would read. I'm just going to quickly run through this. It says, Though I speak through the tongues of men and have not charity or love, I become as a sounding brass or tinkling cymbal. It says, Even though I have the gift of prophecy and I understand the mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have faith so that I can remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow my goods to feed the, the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and I have not love or charity, it profits me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. It envieth not. It is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her, her own, and is easily, and is not easily provoked, nor thinketh, and thinketh no evil. He says, it rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the, in the truth. It bears all things, believeth all things, hopes all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there, shall be, there, there, there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. He says, for we know in part, we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come, that then that which is in part shall be done away. So, the Bible is recognizing that every other thing we do as Christians, every other thing we do will fade. Things will go away. But it will only be love that will stand. 
regardless of whatever we do, love is the foundation of everything. It says here, when I was a child, I speak as a child, I understood as a child. Though I, I, I thought as a child, but I became, when I became a man, I put childish things away. In other words, what he's saying here is this, that there is, when you are growing, you cannot separate love from growth. He says, for, for now we see through, you know, uh, glass darkly, but face to face, um, now we know in part, now I know in part, but then I shall, I, then shall I even, then shall I know even as I am known. Um, so now abides faith, hope, charity, these three of the greatest is love. So part of the things we've looked, we've seen, and without looking at, you know, we've, we've looked at love, the, love in the past. We are talking about agape. Agape, we have looked at, um, we've looked at philios, we have looked at eros, and we've looked at love in the past. But this is, this is the kind of love that God would have for us. The one that does not, that it, it says here, it, 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 it hopes all things. And you see some, somebody that is falling, you, you hope again that he can rise. You see somebody that is failing, you hope again that you can, can stand up, you can be strengthened. The oh, in God, the more it will translate to what God loves. So when we, the more we stay in God, you will find out that we will start to love what he loves. We will start to know what he knows. Or we want what he wants for us. The more time we spend in God. And it is a marker of the growth. So that when we see, he says that when we, when we grow in God, we will grow in love. Whether that growth is the love for God, whether the love of the things of God or the love for people. And part of the things that God, um, you know, the Holy Spirit mentioned to me here was we are, that we should focus on not just for the love of God, not just for the things of God, but for the love of people. For the love of people. Why? I asked, I said, why? The first question we ask is this. Can we remove Jesus from Christianity. Can we remove Jesus from Christianity? So, if we cannot remove Jesus from Christianity, without 
Jesus, there's no Christianity. Without the sacrifice Jesus came to do, there was, there's nothing, there's no Christianity. So what did Jesus come to do? He came to die. Right? For who? For people. Did we tell him to? No. Did we appreciate the fact that he died? Did we in the past? No. We didn't know. But he said, the Bible says, while we were yet sinners, he died for us. So in other words, he didn't want us to be good first before he came to die for us. All the same. Why? Because he loved, the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. It is out of the love that God saw for us. I say, this hell that I have created is not for these people. Look, this, these are my creation. I love them. Well, you know, he gave his best for us, for people. He says, it is not to his desire that any man should perish. So, the root of everything he did, he, he did, he does, he is doing, is rooted in love. God gave his most precious gift for people, for you and I. Asking for us to continue to do is continue his work from love. It says, so that out of love, when we are looking at people, People are the most interesting people, right? So there are sometimes I say, if I'm God, I'm not God. Because if I was God, a lot of things, you know, people, you know, it's the same people he came that stoned him, that spat on him. It's the same people that you are trying to reach out to that will stab you, not in the back, in, <laughs> in between of in between your eyes. I think we were, the Bible study we were looking at this uh, Thursday or the, the, this week that just went past was talking about vengeance. And, and part of the things that, you know, God reminded me of what we were studying, he reminded me of a story that happened. And, and we, we were trying to reach out to a family. And the family felt we were um, that we were, we were raising, you know, we, we were better, we were trying to show that we were better than them. Not knowing that we were genuinely reaching out. And because of it, I, I shared it on the Bible study that because of it, I said, you know what? No more. No more. That is it. I am done. And it, it took my wife so tell me that you know you are not you are not 
I, we, I, you are no longer reaching the way you used to reach because it hurts. And God, it wasn't until later on, I'm talking, this is like almost 12 years now ago. But it started to affect all the other things that I was doing. It started affecting because I, 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 I said I was offended. It started, it, it started blocking other things. I no longer could give. I didn't realize it until she, my wife told me. She was what that she, she didn't, she, I didn't, you know, she, she didn't know she was, what she was doing, but God was using her to tell me. I said, you used to do this before. When I met you, you used to do this. When I met you, you used to do this. But I noticed it was after that incident. We did not have a discussion. I noticed it was after that incident. So God was asking me, say, did you do it for them? Or did you do it for me? If you were, if you were really not, you know, raising your hand, and the, why don't you... So they, they have continued, they have moved on. What about you? Won't you move? Let's open our Bibles to the book of First John. Let's open our Bibles to First John chapter 4. Verse 12. 1 John chapter 4, verse 12, 15 and 20. Please, if you get there, please read. I read. Okay. If you get there, okay. If you are there, please read. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, please read. If you don't want me to read my own, please read your own. No, not from. Just verse 12, verse 15, verse 20. So he says, if we love each other, we're talking about spiritual growth. If we love each other, how does he put it again now? He, God lives in us. If we love each other, God lives in us. We looked at the, the what's it called now? Two, two Sundays ago, we looked at the parable of the... Um, the good Samaritan. And Jesus Christ came, uh, sorry, so somebody came to Jesus Christ and said, what must I do to inherit, inherit eternal life? He says, um, he says, what does the good book say? He says, thou shalt love the Lord with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. He said, okay. And said, say, say, and, and love, love thy neighbor as thyself, right? So the, you find out that the whole of the Good Samaritan story is that... Thank you for investing your time in listening. Start a new adventure with us by reaching out on phone at 306-850-4356 through our website at www.rccgwgt.ca or follow us on Facebook Twitter or Instagram. Warm and Glory Tabernacle, birth in His glory, creating a place of God's presence and establishing His kingdom on earth.